Hello, everyone. Welcome to Seek Go Create. This is the podcast, YouTube channel, wherever you consume us on. This is the place where we talk about redefining success. We do that in leadership and business, ministry, many ways. We just kind of mash all those together. And today we're going to have fun with that. We're going to be talking about, there's a word we're going to use a good bit today called potential. I'll get to the guest in just a moment. But before I do, I just want to remind everyone, depending on when you're listening in, the host here, Tim Winders, coming from the passenger seat of the RV, has just released or is in the process of releasing, depending on when you listen in, my uh, my debut novel, which is called Coach, A Story of Success Redefined. So if you have not checked that out, please go to seekgocreate.com forward slash book. And you could either get a get chapter one as a download or find out all about where you can get the book. So make sure you do that. I have had fun doing it. I'm excited about it. A little bit nervous. Haven't ever done a novel, but uh, but please go check it out. I'd appreciate it and love to get some feedback from you today. Gosh, let's just jump in here. I have Robert Flower, PhD. He's an entrepreneur, scholar, and here's a word. I don't even know what it is. Intelligist. I'll ask him about that. It may have something to do with Aristotle, but we'll talk about that later. For over 35 years, he has dedicated himself to the study of potential. There's that word again. And the best ways to fully achieve it. And I would believe that as a listener here at Seek Go Create, you would like to know how you can fully achieve your potential. It's going to be a great episode for you. Through his discovery of the theory of potential, Dr. Flower has created The Science of Achievement and Total Success, written a bunch of books. I just read one of them. Uh, let's just dive right in. I think you said to call you Dr. Bob. Dr. Bob, welcome to Seek Go Create. Thank you very much, Tim. It's great to be here. Yeah, Looking I'm glad forward. you're here too. Yeah, yeah, we're going to have fun here. You're up in the snow, I'm in the sun. That's just kind of the way it is this time of year. Uh, I like to ask this first. You know, you and I were just out and about at a conference, you know, on a plane or something like that. And you told me to call you Dr. Bob. So I'm going to call you Dr. Bob. Dr. Bob, we meet. You say, hey, I'm, you know, Dr. Dr. Flower, Dr. Bob. And my typical question I like to ask people is, what do you do? So if I ask you that question, what do you do? What do you typically tell people? Well, I am a, uh, I'm a scientist. Uh, I'm a uh, uh, philosopher, teacher, uh, and I do anything and everything to develop potential. Uh, in fact, the word intelligist is defined as uh, one who is adept at developing potential and the capability of getting to the heart of things. That's the definition. And that's that's what I am. That's what I do. So what's interesting about that is from, from doing reading, from people watching the video, they can kind of look at us and, and tell that we're not a few 20-somethings, that we've got a little bit maturity <laughs> on us. It seems as if you have been involved with the aspect of potential, the theory of potential, pursuing potential for quite a long time. Would that be correct? Yes. Yeah. Over 40 years. Wow. So, so what was the trigger? What was the start? Were you from the beginning, you just wanted to know or uh, what? Uh, well, I've always had this uh, love of philosophy ever since I was young, but, uh, I uh, I had a number of mystical events in my life. I was a very successful businessman, uh, had a nice family, uh, but I, I wasn't satisfied with the way things were going and I felt that there was a great deal more to life than what I had been pursuing and experiencing. And uh, one day I just had an awakening, you know, I. I uh, I, I realized, as one colleague of mine said, I realized 30 years of knowledge uh, almost overnight uh, you know, concerning um, life and the, the significance of life and uh, the, um, the value of uh, pursuing potential. So, mm -hmm. uh, it, yeah, I'd have to say that... Uh, there were a number of different experiences I've had, um, and I um, 
I, I pursued them. I felt that uh, at that particular time, I was due to uh, to change my my focus, my life focus. <laughs> you said you were doomed to change. No, Is that what I, you said? I was due to. Due to. I was going to say doomed. That's yeah. that's an interesting yeah. way of looking at well, it. <laughs> you know, the way things have gone, sometimes it is a dooming. <laughs> I've, I've had, uh, while I've had great uh, business success and great family success, um, I, I've had a lot of uh, illnesses and, and uh, physical problems over the years that I managed to uh, overcome. Uh, you know, last year was horrendous. I had the virus. And then mm. after the virus, I had my first shot vaccine and that tore me apart. Mm. And that then brought about uh, an underlying uh, um, an underlying situation that I've been fighting for a number of years of leukemia. So then I had oh, leukemia. Wow. And uh, I'm just, um, uh, after about um, five weeks in the hospital, um, you know, I'm, I'm still recuperating, but I'm, I'm, I'm past, uh, I'm, I'm past the dangers and, uh, but it, it was, it's been a rough, it's been a rough situation. My family has been very supportive and uh, mm -hmm. my wife, God bless her. But, uh, you know, uh, Larry, life and potential is not about all good. <laughs> yeah, there's there's definitely some issues that we have to deal with. I'm sorry to hear that. I'm glad you're healthy and no. obviously looking looking yeah. great and all that. And I part of me would really love to have conversation about some things you just said with virus. I experienced the virus also, I think two times, I believe, and have just kind of waited with the vaccine because I just wanted to see what it did. And you just kind of affirmed some things related to that. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, I don't, I don't, I, you know, obviously we could go down that path, but I, I want to try to stay focused. Maybe we'll circle back to that, but um, glad you're healthy. And you're able to talk to us here. I think the thing I would love to do, this was what's so intriguing to me. I did just read your book over the last few days, decoding the Holy grail. Yes. Uh, you know, kind of unlocking the potential, the theory of potential, potential and other things. I may not have gotten the subtitle right. I've got it yeah. written here in my notes, but we'll get to that. But I, I was so intrigued when I was reading through this and I did a little bit of research, but maybe not enough, but I would love to hear maybe briefly about some of your, I call them formative years, because I think when we grow up, where we grow up, family environment, you know, what, how we're exposed to maybe faith and other things like that. I think it, I think it starts cascading as we go later in life. And I'm always curious about that. So can you maybe give a little bit of background as much as you're, you know, interested in giving at this time? Yeah, I, um, uh, well, like I said, you know, I've been, um, my, my, um, my, my, my dad died when I just turned 16 at, at Christmas, mm. you know, suddenly, boom, gone. And uh, I was the oldest of four boys. So for, I guess, Four or five years, um, I went through what is known as the dark night of the soul. You know, uh, no mentoring. You know, we were lower middle class. You know, and I had a, I had a, a great mom, and it was it was very difficult. Um, and I um, I put myself. I wanted to go to college. Uh, nobody in my family had, had been to college. I, I wanted to go, and I did. I went. I went at night because I, I had to support myself. I lived in a uh, uh, finished basement for several years because I couldn't afford anything else. And I put myself through college and um, started to build up a um, real estate development and investment. Uh, um, business, which became very successful. And um, that lasted for about uh, almost 20 years. And, uh, you know, I, 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 I developed in, in a number of ways, you know, I, I got married um, after about 10 years, and um, had three wonderful children, you know, a country club and, and whatnot, and whatnot. 
and then I, I kind of I hit around 40 and it's like I hit a wall uh, Tim um, I, I as I said you know I just felt that I was not where I wanted to be I, that there was more to life then uh, even with, I, I was having significant success. I went from $321 to a multi-million dollar uh, empire, okay? And um, I, uh, I, you know, I, I was well-known, well-respected, but I found that that was empty. That's not what I was looking for. And I didn't know what I was looking for. So I set out on this path, and uh, one of the first things I did, which I think would be interesting to you and your listeners, is I recognized that in order for me to find myself and the truth, I had to eliminate everything that I believed in, gone, off the table, and simply look at what came to me and made as intelligent uh, and as fastidious a decision as I possibly could relative to that information. And then built a pathway from one piece of information to the next, okay? Um, along that path, I, I um, in the early 80s, when this was first occurring, and I had several mystical events, um, I met a wonderful gentleman, a um, world-class geneticist, um, uh, who, who, uh, who uh, an expert in, in the sesame seed. And I wrote an article for a, um, uh, an economic um, magazine and he contacted me from California. And he said, you know, he said, you are, and I was using geometry for this economic model. And he says, you know, he says, you're describing something that I had discovered as a little boy. And I said, what's that? And he says, well, it's a molecule that um, is uh, a composition of of creation, how we create, how a cell develops. And he explained the whole thing to me. He showed me a picture of this thing. And, uh, you know, it's it's innate. So you, you know, even science can't see it, but he had this vision and it had, it had these 13 um, principles to it. And he asked me, he said, would you work with me? He said, you know, I'm trying to get this information out to the world. He's like, I'm, I'm not having too much luck. He says, maybe you could help. me." So for about 10 years, I worked with him um, in, in defining these principles and giving them a, um, um, a description, a nomenclature. Um, and then unfortunately he passed. Uh, but he left me with a legacy of um, uh, understanding that life is, it, it, it's nothing like what we've been taught in different circles, uh, not, not from the family, not from the church or the synagogue, not from, well, in part of uh, church and synagogue. Yeah not from institutions, that life is so much greater than we're taught and we understand. And um, from that point on, it just started to, everything started to grow exponentially. You know, there was a period of time in the 80s, I was very, I started to become very sick. I started my first bout with leukemia then, there was a period of time that <clears throat> for six months, I did not go into my office, did not go, didn't spend. And 
an hour. And you were running, you were, you were still running your real estate company yes. and business all during this time, yes. correct? Right, right. And I'm, I'm, I'm traveling around. I must have gone to every uh, noted library in the, in the East Coast, you know, doing research. Yet, I was making more money than I ever did. And, you know, I mean, I, when I realized it, I said, okay, you well, I'm not going to do anything different. I'm I'm on the right path for whatever reason. So let me pause you one second. I've seen this happen. I work with leaders and executive teams. I've run businesses myself. And we think we're so awesome and so great and that we work so hard and that no one can do it like us. But Dr. Bob, it's interesting what you just said, just reaffirmed. Sometimes we're getting in the way of some of that success and potential. Is is that kind of what I heard you say? Because I see that all the time. I see it with myself. The less I do, sometimes the more financial reward I have. And so I look around and I go, huh, maybe it's not all about what I think it's about. It's also part of redefining success that we like to talk about here. So yes. is that correct there? Yes, yes. Well, mm. I, I started, as I said before, you know, I took all of my concepts of uh, of reality and, and life, uh, took them right off the table and just looked for pathways. And, um, you know, one, one of the hardest things to do is to take a step when into the unknown. You, you, you don't know where that's going to take you. But you know you have to take the step. And you do it, and things turn out right. Sometimes things don't turn out right that you think, but they eventually turn out right. Okay? So that was what was going on at the time. And as I said earlier, you know, I was a great lover of philosophy. I, I, I love them all because every single philosopher I've ever read uh, has a bit of this potential theory in it. Okay, some have more, some have less. But uh, I, I read uh, I read a passage from uh, from Aristotle and Plato, and they they both were different, but they coincided in the sense that uh, Aristotle was a big believer in potential. What I recognized was that potential is actually an energy. And it's a, it's a an energy that is innate. It, 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 it doesn't exist, but it can be imagined. So therefore, it does exist in that sense. And I began to connect that with uh, my, my geneticist doctor's concepts of these, and I, I began to find all sorts of clues in various, not only ancient sites, but sacred scriptures, the Bible, the Kabbalah. The Kabbalah has a formula for creation right there, in, right. In, in, imprinted. It, it's, it's, it, it's, 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 it's real. Right. And it's I, want to, I want to pause you one second because that's I do want to go down that path. But there's one item I wanted to ask about, maybe to go back to sure. your, your your origin story. When you were growing up, we started kind of at 16 years old and, and there was you, you mentioned a dark, <laughs> a dark time, I think, where uh, my guess is you probably questioned a ton of stuff when you lost your dad at 16. Can you tell me, I mean, we, we don't shy away here. I mean, my background, I'm a follower of Christ, Christian, and we believe in ministry and all that. But I'd love to know a little bit about your faith, if there was any, growing up, leading up to that when you were 16. And then, and then it sounds like from 16 to 40, you were doing extremely well in business. Are you, can you share that? What, was, what, would, your, what would you call yourself when you were growing up just 
whatever. Uh, I don't, you know what I mean? In a theological sense, uh, Tim? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah, what, I mean, you know, I know we put labels and I hate that at times yeah. in our culture, we put labels on things, but just to give me, because it, I, I want to give you this, I want to be really transparent with you. When I was reading through your book, there were times I'm going, wow, this guy and I have some dia- you know, opposing views. And then I would go, no, we don't. And then I would say, wait, we might. And then I would read, you've got more scripture in your book than a lot of pastor's books I've read from the Bible that is a foundational for me. So tell me just a little bit about that so I can kind of get a paradigm as we move forward. My grammar school, high school, college, and some of my graduate work was all done in in a Catholic environment. Okay. Mm. I I knew you were going to say that. I said, he's going to say Catholic. Yeah. But (laughs) but when, when this occurred, when I started uh, my, uh, my venture, uh, as I said, I put everything off the table, right? Yeah. I, religion, uh, you know, everything went just, or I, I couldn't allow it in my life because I realized that once you have an advocacy, uh, your, your focus is automatically drawn to that consciously and subconsciously, okay? Right. So it was necessary for me to do that. Uh, the things that I felt strongly about uh, became not beliefs, they became perceptions. And the difference to me is that uh, beliefs are solid, perceptions are changeable. So I, 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 to this day, I live a life of perception, okay? Right. right. Uh, Good. And, and, and it, it, it's helped me. It's helped me stay flexible. It's helped me to see myself as I really am, uh, and it's also helped me to accept myself as I really am. Okay, um, I reckon- and other and other and other people. I'm guessing that actually helps acceptance of other people too. Correct? Oh yeah, oh yeah. Whoa, absolutely. Everybody is my messenger. People mm-hmm. who don't like me, people who who scorn me or what have you, they, that's okay. They're my messengers. They're telling me something that I need to know. So mm. I, I'm not looking at them as, you dirty son of a so-and-so. You know, no, hey, thanks for the message and get out of my way. I got things to do. But it, it, becoming um, uh, becoming a, um, a advocate of potential was the one great move mental move that I made that changed everything for me to a much higher degree. I am able, I was then able, and I am now able to reach a higher level of thinking, of achieving, um, of of accomplishment because of the fact that I, I, I recognize these principles and I use these principles. I've developed programs to assess people and analyze people by virtue of these principles. And of right. course- I, I saw that on your website. So one thing that's fascinating, I don't wanna leave this before we kind of go into potential and discuss some things in the book and and really kind of unpack a lot that uh, a lot that you're talking about. And I, I, so that you know, I'm an engineer by training. I went to Georgia Tech. Beautiful. I studied some philosophy and all while I was there. I had very little spiritual foundation until later in life, where I became a follower of Christ and and the Bible became a, a kind of a foundation of my faith. However. I'm a guy that asks a lot of questions. There's some people that get in this arena that I'm in that have way too much dogma and they need to be a little more questioning of things. And I know that there's some of my listeners right now that are going, whoa, 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 Tim, where are you taking us? No, people need to be open to asking some questions. When you hit 40, and, and this is where I want to go with this, you would have been successful by any definition that the world system, culture, et cetera, call success. Yes. But yet you mentioned that there was some type of a void. See, to me, many times that means there's it's spiritual or potential. We could use, we can insert some different words here. 
So, so I do want to highlight how much you um, are indicative of what this podcast is all about, which is redefining what success is. <laughs> I mean, that is our tagline, redefining success, because there may be people that go, why would you change anything, Dr. Bob? You were successful in real estate, had money, probably traveled, you know, blah, 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 blah. But that's not what it's all about. No. And so no. I love Success. I love the fact that you said no. And now you've said you're even more potential. You've even better than when and, and the money keeps coming, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, success is uh, achieving uh, greater potential physically, mm. mentally, emotionally and spiritually. You yes. have to be able to to accomplish success on all four levels in order in, in, in potential theory to be quote successful and i have a number of friends of mine who are financially and socially very very successful very successful with empty lives haven't got a clue and they will tell you in private, you know, I don't know what you're doing, but I know I should be doing it, and but I'm not, and that's the way I am, and that, you know, that's the way things are. Well, that's not the way things are. It's never the way things are. Not a day before you die are things the way they are, okay? So what I'm trying to do now is to educate people to new ideas of God and creation, okay? Uh, because I realize that scientifically, the Bible, for instance, there's a number of things in the Bible that have shown me uh, that I'm on the right track and that there is a science to potential. There is a science to, uh, um, to living, uh, living your life uh, by virtue of developing greater potential in in any number of areas, so the, that's what I'm that's what I'm trying to do, and and I I I, I tell when when people uh, are asking me for some direction, I tell them develop your potential. Here are the thirteen principles. Okay, I, I generally try and take an assessment. The assessment assessments are very scientific. Uh, uh, in fact, we, we it, just as a side, the, these assessments uh, are based on the 13 principles and we did neuroscience testing of these principles and they, we had three different um, test types and all three came out greater than 95% valid, 95%. So when people mm -hmm. take these assessments, I can tell right away what's going on in their lives concerning whatever issue. In fact, there are thousands of different patterns that I can glean from the, their responses to a particular question. Now, one would think that that's almost impossible. How can I have a thousand different approaches to one particular item? Yeah, yeah, because we are so powerful, we are so ingrained with this energy called potential that it's, it's been distorted, okay? Mm. We're taught that God is a supreme being. It's not quite, not quite accurate, the creator, may be a supreme being, but not God. God is all potential. And he's there, it is there for us to use, to create, to become, to evolve. But we're taught that no, we're limited. No, you, 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 this is blasphemous. This is sin. 
Oh, no, it's not. It's truth. Hmm. It's truth. So interesting. Interesting there. I want to, because you, there was something that kind of flared up in me and I recognize some of the uh, religion that I'm around. And you'll hear me talk about religion in a different way than some people. I, uh, I, I definitely believe in God and I believe in, in Christ and I believe that there is the creator God. However, I do believe that religion has watered down that, I'll use your word, potential of what God is and what God created us for. I think that religion, and you grew up in the Catholic world, and I don't want to bash all of the Catholic folks listening in here. However, control, limiting, keeping people, you know, at bay, that is really the goal of most religion that I've observed. Yes. And because I was about to ask you, why do you think it is we don't reach potential? You'll you'll hear me at the end of the podcast. I usually finish it by saying, be all that you were created to be. You know, that's kind of a tagline that I like to use. Yes. And it sounds like we are at times our language veers and probably and then at times we come together and we may be more together than we believe here. But um, so so let's do something real quick before we get going even further here. I'm watching my time because you and I could probably talk for a long time here. Let's define potential for the listener, because that's a big word that we throw around in our society. And I think a lot of people in the self-help world and leadership world, we talk about potential and things like that. But yet I I do believe, and I think the last two years have proven this, Dr. Bob, that there's almost been a thumb on what man can do and what he's capable of. And I think we've seen it exponentially oh, yeah. over the last few years oh, yeah. with government and yeah. no, organizations. All these, so all these talk movements, about that. all these movements that seek to bring down the status quo uh, to reduce uh, the capabilities to lower levels are anti-potential. Mm. They're, 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 they are lessening capabilities Instead of instead of reaching higher and achieving greater standards, greater powers, personal powers, okay, they're reducing. They're trying to reduce everybody down to a level that they know they're comfortable with, and they don't understand. The world does not understand this 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 ethereal level that exists within them. Within them, mm. potential potential is something that does not exist, but it can be imagined. And it's latent. Mm. It's latent. And we all have this degree of potential. And these 13 principles of uh, cellular creation, but biological, this is all science, these 13 principles define, define achieving potential. They enable greater potential. And again, potential has to be taken by all four um, uh, commentaries, physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual. And by spiritual, I mean energy. Energy. The spirit, when you go to a football game and the home team is the home crowd is generating all this power and that's spiritual energy that that's mm-hmm. what it really is okay it's not some angel coming down and you know uh, no 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 it, it's something yeah. it's something that enables the mother to lift the car off her child that may be pinned under without any help that's generated from spiritual energy. And those are the kind of things that can be commonplace, but people in the world say no. So it should be common. That shouldn't be an anomaly or a, a rare occurrence. So so after stating all that and defining it, and I know we don't have enough time to go into all of this, how does someone move towards, move in a direction, because I'm not sure that 
I'm willing, maybe you can, maybe you can disagree with me here to say that I'm ever going to reach 100 or, you know, how we joke, 110% of my potential while I'm walking this earth. But my desire is to get as close to that as I can. How do we do that? Yeah, well, that, that to me, I, I consider that the secret to life. Uh, yes, uh. you're right. You never, you, you will never achieve, no one will ever achieve 100%. No. Mm-hmm. It's the pursuit. It's the pathway that's the most important thing in life. It's how you seek to develop that 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 potential power and energy. How do you do it? What what are your what are your characteristics? What are your qualities? And do you do it? On, on the basis of, of, of all four areas that that, that we we talked about, okay, so so it's like you know I I um, I related to uh, an airliner that's flying you know across the country uh, from New York to L.A. Um, you know, and they it's a three hour and twenty minute flight, say, and they do it in three hours and twenty minutes. But it's not a straight line. It's the gyroscope kicks in because you're going a little too far south, mm. and then you're on track, and then the gyroscope kicks in when you're going a little too far to the left, and keeps track, and pretty soon you're there on time, and it's a relatively, relatively straight line, but it's never a straight line. Right. The way in which we use, I'll call it God's power, that's within us, right, is critical to achieving, achieving a full life. Hmm. Okay. You cannot give up. You cannot look down only to learn. To do that, you must continuously seek to achieve. And 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 the easiest way to do that, Larry, uh, uh, Tim, is to look at one of the principles, uh, 13 principles, is feedback. Okay? Hmm. What is it that people are telling you about you or about your path? And many times you're going to see things that you don't like. But you know what? That's something inside of you, not not them. You don't like it because it's inside of you. So learn by it. Be cognizant of it. And then use it. I I love what you said just a few minutes ago because I, I have long said one of the foundational principles of success as I've you know interacted and worked with people, not definitely not to the scientific level that you have is you brought up uh, the aspect of God. And, and to me, maybe this is one of the things that, you know, we all go through is to understand our place here. And I think that many people have this thought that they poof just magically appeared versus there was some type of creation. And I, we don't even have to get into the details of what that looks like, but and, and what you brought up is, for me, this was significant for my journey, was understanding that there, there is a God and it's not me, but I could, I could tap into and have relationship with and think, you know, whatever language we want to use with that creation, that power, that God. And so when you were saying that earlier, I was sitting here thinking that the awareness of that to me is foundational and I'm guessing that's within the principles, or at least it's foundational for your principles. And so I did want to mention that, but you just, you brought up something that I love. This is my engineering mind going, Ooh, okay. We just got, we just went from like big picture to very practical. And that is one of the 13 principles was feedback. Mm. 
And I'm not really sure that in the book I just read that I don't know that you listed out all the principles there. I think it was more general. So, so I would love in the time we've got here, let's talk about a few of these principles that are practical. We have listening in business owners, leaders, some people that are even in ministry and other things like that. So let's give a few practical. And then if we don't have time, which we won't, we'll send them to your site to get more info and right. things like that. Is that okay? Sure. 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 So let's fire away. So we got feedback, which is great. I'm a, I'm a coach, so I consider myself one that helps people get feedback and I need to get it too. What else do we want to look at with those principles? The the 13 break down into three groups and I call them the, the all encompassing groups. The first is the creative group or planning, creating or planning, same difference. The second is the organizational group. And the third is the functional group. And the functional group are, uh, there's only four. Uh, And that's the physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual that we mentioned. There's no other way to function in life. That's it. Forget it. That that you don't go, whatever you do, it's going to fall into one or a combination of those four. Okay. and and uh, I, I, I relate this to the molecule that my my geneticist friend had had uh, imaged uh, because you have it, it looks more like a, a, a cube uh, than it does uh, anything, but yet it's a it's a um, it's best described as a cube octahedra. Okay, so. Uh, the organizational has six parts, like the six faces of a cube. And one of them is feedback. Another one is uh, the, the, the whole picture, synthesis, okay? Intelligence, I define intelligence as the ability to recognize data and then take it and place it into a, 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 an entirety, a, a, a bigger picture, like a jigsaw puzzle, okay? That's intelligence, and it's the whole picture. Now, the little bit and bites of information are details. Details are another principle. You need to have as much detail as is possible. Because the more detail you have, the greater the picture you're going to build. Correct picture. Now, if you're pulling details out from, you know, wherever you got them, and you're just trying to create something, it's going to fall apart, which is what's happening in the world. Yeah, I was, I was actually about to ask you, I, I was actually sitting here thinking to myself that with social media, with what we call our news, but it's really media, they're not really providing details, in my opinion, that a lot of us people, I'll put myself in this, we are not looking at that whole picture. We don't have the ability to because of our uh, myopic, narrow focus. And then the algorithms kick in and they keep feeding that myopic focus. And I was going to ask you, I was going to follow up with something to the effect of, what are you seeing in the world right now with the ability for people to see the whole picture? And how difficult is that? It's a disaster. It's a disaster. Are you kidding they would, they, they, no, no, we're, we're, we're so shallow. Uh, I, I mean, it's a nihilistic world. What, you know, we're, and, we're, and, and can I assume, and can I assume you're also talking about not just, I'll call myself average Joe out here in the world going about business, but all the way up to the seats in the White House in Europe and all that. Especially there. Especially there. <laughs> You know, Tim, uh, um, many years ago, uh, I had the privilege of teaching uh, real estate economics at West Point. 
And it was such a thrill to watch these cadets and and teachers, professors walk around and cite uh, leadership. You know, go army. You know, um, in, increase efficiency. Right in the hallway. You know, somebody would stop and yell it out around on the walk ground or what have you. And I learned very early on then that their whole thing is leadership. That's what they teach, leadership. And there are two principles to, to their leadership, right? Competence and character. You have to have competence and you have to have character. Now, if you look at presidents, emperors, whatever, a lot of them have no, they don't. They don't. Have it. <laughs> I was going to no. say. <laughs> Competence, no. Very competent. Nor character. <laughs> there are some that are very competent, but they have no character whatsoever. And then there are others that are, that are very character-oriented. They have nothing. Okay. And, and, and I, when I, so when I look at somebody that's uh, supposedly in a leadership position, that's what I look at. You know, how are they conducting themselves? And what is it that they're professing? And the minute I hear advocacy, and that advocacy is not tied to potential, I know what I'm dealing with. And I've made a lot of significant deals in my life by following those principles, by, by taking advantage of these leaders that think that they've got it over me, but they don't even have it over themselves because they don't have the competence or the character. And even those who have great competence, you know, you, you throw them an ego bone and their competence goes away. You know, the ego becomes the, the first part. So, yeah. And by the way, part of potential theory, we have what we call uh, the, these are the things that stop us from achieving. And basically, there's a number of them, but basically there are four. Fear, ego, ignorance, and deception, self-deception, okay? Mm. You find somebody that's in a position and they're exercising their power and you, you throw an ego bone to them and boom, they're, they're, they're off track. Hmm. They lost their focus. So one thing interesting, gosh, there's so much in what you just said. I think this is such a powerful conversation as somewhat of an observation of what we've seen magnified in the last few years. In that I at times wonder if our systems, I call them our world systems, are designed to reward people that are that are only competent at being put in positions of power. They're not really competent at leading or doing things. And what that also means is that they probably don't have the character that's required to truly lead. But you just brought up four things and I'm going to ask you to repeat those because I just had bells going off in my head going, that's an exact description of what we've seen for thousands of years, but we have seen a microcosm of it so powerful and strong in the last two years. So repeat those four again and, uh, you know, tell me, am I right that we have seen those, yeah. uh, in, you know, all types of things over the last few years? Fear. Absolutely. Ego, ignorance, and self-deception. Now, we've done studies uh, over the past couple of years on people's thinking patterns. And there are a large group of the population that have their thinking based on fear to 90%. 90% of their decisions are based in fear. What a way to live. Yeah. Six, 60, a little over 60% are ego. 
how how real quick though, how can one truthfully assess risk when ninety percent of their life is controlled by fear? And I'll just use an example we've seen in the last few years. We have a virus that we know what the rates are. We we think we know. We we're told what the rates of infection and 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 severe you know uh, repercussions are. But yet people, because they're 90% based on fear, respond without truly understanding the risk factors. Am I, am, I, am I reading that correctly? Is that an observation that's correct? Yes. Yes. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, it, it, uh, you know, some of the strongest commitments are based in fear. Okay. I, I, I interrupted you. You're about to do ego. You're about to do ego. I interrupted yeah, you. Yeah. Well, ego, like I said, about sixty percent of decisions are based uh, based on ego. Eighty-one or eighty-two percent are based on ignorance. I, I tend to think that that's that's shallow. That there's more to it than that. But even so, eighty, eighty-one percent, eighty-two percent, people make decisions based on ignorance. Uh, and they call themselves intelligent. <laughs> These are the smart people that yes. are doing that. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, multiple degrees, college educated. I'm entitled to my opinion. Well, you're entitled to your opinion, but you're not entitled to change science. You're not entitled to change facts. Yes, you can have an opinion. But just be sure about your be as as much as you can be sure about it. I mean, you know, these are all things that develop character, and that's that's how that's how I end up measuring character. You know, are they thinking about the? Are they thinking fear? Are they thinking ego? Are they thinking ignorance? Are they kidding themselves? Which is very very big. People people like to kid themselves. You know, oh yeah, this is this is me. That no no no. No, no. You go to corporations, you know, and you tell them, well, we did a study of, of, of a thousand corporations and this is what permeates every corporation. Well, that, that's true. But, you know, not us. We're we're different. We're not. No, no. Yeah. There's a term I use called thou shall not fool thyself. <laughs> it, it sounds very pure, but it's like try not to fool yourself. You need those things you talked about. You need feedback. You need to, you know, imp implement, uh, you know, these steps and principles. So I do have and I'm watching our time here. We actually have gone almost too long here, but I do have a few questions that I want to wrap up with. Sure. And we'll make sure people know how to get your info and connect with you, because I could there's there's going to be some people that are just fascinated and want to, to gather more, I'm sure. But I, I kind of had a big question that I wanted to go to as we wrap up here before we uh, before we fin finish up. And that is this, uh, Dr. Bob, I feel like you're one, not everyone I would want to ask this question to, but um, you've got uh, you've got uh, maturity on your side. That's a nice word for saying, you know, we're I'm a couple old years guy. old. <laughs> <laughs> you got maturity. You've got a lot of you've been gathering information. You, you, you know, you're you're well educated and not ignorant in that way and, and all of that. And I just I love it in the times we're in to ask this question. What when you just look out over the landscape? and you look and you're thinking of potential in individuals and even in organizations and things like that, what discourages you when you look out? And then on the flip side, I'm going to ask what encourages you? What do you go and you go, oh man, that gives me hope. Sometimes I'm 58 years old. You might be a couple years older than me. Um, sometimes as we get older, we kind of get discouraged when we look out on the horizon. So I would love to hear you kind of as a almost last question. I've got a few things to finish up. What encourages you and what discourages you when you look out? Uh, what encourages me? I, I have a, I have a, um, a motto. When I die, God's going to ask me just one question. What did you do with what I gave you? Hmm. And I hope to answer that I did everything that I possibly could and maybe a little bit more. What discourages me that I don't um, 
that I'm not reaching a greater degree of potential uh, as as uh, rapidly as I would like to. Right. Mm. I don't let people. I don't let situations. Uh, even what I went through health-wise this last year, I just—it's it, not going to get the better of me because it's me and the universe. It's not me and my neighbor. Or the, it's me and 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 the power, uh, the power of potential. That's 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 where I, where I have to go. It it should give some of us a little bit of comfort to know that there's grace there for us to move towards our potential, but know that the guy that's written about potential and is still aspiring for more, that, that actually gives me a little bit of warmth instead of uh, like thinking that there are people out there that have totally achieved. That's part of what we believe redefining success is. That is just basically saying, what does it mean? And not what everybody else yes. says it is, but what is it for us? Dr. Bob, I, I have, I know you've got so many resources and all. If someone wants to connect with you, where do you want to send them? We'll include it in the notes, but just give us verbally, where do you want them to go to find you, to get information, to okay. find out more? You've got books, you've got a lot of books and things yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah, we have, uh, we have uh, 10 books. Um, there's two websites. Uh, the first is, uh, naturalthinking.org, And that's where the assessments are. If people want to take assessments or read about some history there of, of our movement. Um, and the second is, uh, drbobflower.com, a dr bob flower, F L O W E R. Dot com. Both of those websites, Dr. Bob Flower uh, uh, has, has a lot to do with papers that I've done over the years, science papers and uh, th uh, theories that I've worked on and conjecture and things, things that we've talked about today. Uh, I've been doing this since uh, 1980. And um, a, a, lot of, a lot of that, um, I have a lot of videos such as what we're doing uh, on there. But those those two primarily. And then from there, you could find me. Yeah, I, I, I actually spent some time at that website, Dr. Bob Flower, and there's a lot of great information there. So we'll include all that in the notes. Dr. Bob, we are seek, go, create. And those are the three words we use to kind of define a lot of what we do. I'm going to allow you to pick one of those words that resonates the most with you right now. Seek go or create which one and why that's my final question then i'll do a quick wrap well i love all three <laughs> and if you put my back to the wall and say you have to pick one it would be create because that's ah. that's what we do we are creators we create our lives we create our instances we may not think so but we do and that is so critical because people don't understand that what happens in their lives are a result of their creative process that went before them. So mm. creating is, a, a, it's, 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 it's almost a, a, a nebulous uh, process because, and I'm going to blow you away with this one, there are 57 references in the Bible addressing predetermination. Mm -hmm. So what happens to free will? It's there, but it's there in a very unique way that, that I don't think humans are ready for yet, but it, but it, <laughs> They're both there. <laughs> I, I love, I hope people have listened to the end because that is a big bombshell that you dropped down. It's right there at the end. So thank you. 
Thank you for doing that. Dr. Bob Flower, it's been a joy. I, uh, I, again, when I was reading through the book, I was like going, wow, this is going to be fun. Man, he's a bright guy, but boy, I've had a blast. I know if you've been listening in, you have too. Here's what I'm going to encourage you to do. We actually have the notes for all of our episodes transcribed. We put them in outline form. And if there is anything that we referenced that has a link or is a book or anything like that, we have links in those notes. So if you go to seekgocreate.com, seekgocreate.com, and the episodes, and just find this episode, you'll have all those details, how to connect with Dr. Bob and other things. So thank you for joining us on Seek, Go, Create. And like I said I was going to do earlier, until next time, continue being all that you were created to be.